Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome, Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle watches MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Monday. There's a restaurant equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, dining room furniture, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about, uh, about you know, upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Uh, you just said something to me right before the show started. Kind of surprised. All the meat on the bone. With A lot John of meat on George. the bone. I thought it was uh, very interesting, entertaining, uh, and surprisingly meaningful. So well, Let's get into it. Yeah. Time now for the yep. lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Sean Payton said at yesterday's presser at the uh, NFL Combine, he expects a decision regarding Russell Wilson by the end of next week. George Payton says no one's called him about a trade. We all know what's going to happen there. One thing that I think was made pretty clear, though, although it wasn't specifically said, Wilson is out, and the team has to get it right, getting a quarterback in the draft or in free agency. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. The biggest takeaway for me was clearly the we've moved on past Russ. I I saw this, like, humorous meme the other day where there was a Bronco fan with a shirt on, and there was, like, eight quarterbacks' names with – across through it you know and and he's drinking the quarterback kool-aid and I, you know our, our job is to make sure that this next one you know doesn't have a line through it and one of those lines through one of those names was wilson yeah the next one right that's the key phrase there the next one our job is to make sure this next one doesn't have a line through it as if there was ever i mean it's amazing to me and I'll be interested to get your take on this, how much pushback there has been on letting Russ go when no one seemed to like Russ in the two years that they had him. It's like the fan base in Broncos country can't quite get it figured out. It's like they want to stick with the devil that they know instead of the one that they don't. And, so they gripe and complain and moan about his performance or lack thereof through much of the last two years. And now somehow the best thing is to try to kind of keep him for some people. But that ship sailed, I thought, in December. This is how I know that Russell Wilson is gone. Sure. And it had nothing to do with what Sean said yesterday and what George said yesterday. Russell put out a sizzle reel yesterday of him working out with Brandon Marshall. Yeah. That's basically like the son looking at the dad and flipping him off saying, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to. I'm tired of listening to you about what I should be doing. Right. That to me was the exclamation point right there. Sean said, don't do that. When Sean got hired, now Russ is saying, I know you're going to get rid of me. I'm going to be myself. In the meantime, 
Sean was asked about how he evaluates players coming out of college, but the crux of the answer was about evaluating quarterbacks. I think one thing that's hard to measure is their ability to multitask and process and make decisions. It's one thing, like you can visit with someone and, you know, they can be intelligent, but, man, how quickly can they deliver the information and how quickly can they get through the progression? Um, are they accurate? There's some fundamental things that we have to see that are present. Um, and so sometimes it's not as difficult as we make it out to be. And then sometimes, listen, it, it's very difficult. And so um, I, think, I think we'll be really good at this. Um, and I think to some degree, we're glad that a lot of people aren't. So with that, because that's what jumps off the page to me. That, that was the, that was the biggest phrase. That was the mic drop moment. Yeah. Now, I'm going to cut Peyton some slack on that last comment, unlike everybody else, because I'll be honest with you. What context was that? Let's remember something. The question was asked about evaluating all positions. Different positions. It wasn't right. asked about evaluating a quarterback. He meandered into that, and that was 80 to 90% of what he talked about. With that, do you believe he was talking about all positions or just the quarterback position? Give me a quick answer because then I want to follow up. I will quote from the transcript. To your point with quarterbacks. Okay. So then you're saying he's talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, clearly. Okay. If he's talking about all players, his draft history is very, very good. Yeah. Not just good, but very, very good when he was with the Saints. Many people don't know this. And maybe, I don't know, I don't think many people know this. You look at George Payton, he wants a lot of picks. Jo Sean Payton is the complete opposite. Gave him away. Well, didn't give him away, but... but was willing to part with them for when, reasons. When Sean Payton was the head coach of the Saints, they averaged from 2006 to 2021 under six picks per draft. Now think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 5.88. But they hit on a lot of these guys. 14 of the Saints draft picks made Pro Bowls. Six of them, first team All Pros. In that same span, the Broncos drafted 12 players that became Pro Bowlers. Three became first-team All-Pros. And the Broncos had 34 more picks than the Saints. When it comes to overall in the draft, specifically late in the draft, Sean Payton's been pretty good. Yeah. Now, let's go back to what you said. You believe it's about quarterbacks? He has shown zero ability to draft a quarterback. None. Ian Book, the kid who came out of Notre Colorado Dame. State. Yeah. He has shown no ability. I like his I like his thinking because I do think it swims upstream a little bit. Everyone gets married with the measurables. How tall, how fast, how strong is the guy's arm? He reiterated more than a few times, so did George. It's about the processor. It is about getting the play, digesting the play, and then spitting it out quickly in the huddle. Those are all of the things that Sean did not like about Russell. Do you think, because you're right, from a standpoint of identifying and developing a younger quarterback, he doesn't have a track record? 
He has zero track that. record. But None. What, but what he does have is multiple years of experience with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm, and, yeah. and, well, now, hold on now. Yeah. Hold on. So I'm going to throw a guy at you that's exactly like that, that that you would think that about. But go ahead. No, I mean, I, I think that I, I think that from, and this, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I think that Sean has what he considers to be valuable experience with a front row of a guy that is a Hall of Fame player. So the qualities that he has. Now, finding a guy that can replicate those qualities is a totally different challenge. But at least he knows the qualities that he's looking for. It's not going to be coming out of left field. It's going to be something that is very identifiable and familiar to him. That, that's all I got. I won't disagree, but look at the guys he's drafted. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Who did you draft? Now, granted, he didn't use a first-round pick on a quarterback, yeah. and, I, and I understand that. The best comp, I believe, to Sean Payton is Mike Shanahan. Wow. Meaning, hey. meaning both won a Super Bowl, in Mike's case, Super Bowls. Mike certainly has a much better track record of putting head coaches and really good head coaches yeah. in the NFL. But Sean Payton is considered an excellent offensive mind. Is that correct? Yes. Same with Mike Shanahan, sure. right? No question. Well, Mike Shanahan had John Elway. How'd he do with Brian Greasy and Jay Cutler? He didn't do real well. Now, with that, I know with Cutler, he fell in love with the measurables. Didn't even talk to Jay Cutler. We've talked about that. They wanted to keep it under wraps. I think Sean gets it more than Mike. Okay. In this sense, it's about the processor as much as anything else. Let's look at the Shanahan's in general. How did it work with Trey Lance for Kyle Shanahan? How did you could make the case it worked out okay with Jimmy Garoppolo, who they brought in from the New England Patriots? But maybe, just maybe, Kyle has turned the corner saying, you know what? Measurables are important, but processor, digesting plays, spitting out plays, reading defenses, that does matter. And that's Brock Purdy. No question. Brock Purdy was a good quarterback in college. Yeah. But his processor is fast. And that is not an easy offense to learn. How much credit will Kyle Shanahan end up getting for drafting Brock Purdy? Very little. I would think. Probably, right? He should get very little because right. that is a scout's pick at, in the and seventh no round. No question. They aren't involved in that pick. No, they're involved in rounds one and two, exactly. generally speaking, maybe three. Exactly. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Shanahan touch won't make Brock Purdy a better quarterback. That's clearly not the case. You bet it'll make him a better quarterback. But in terms of draft and development... That probably will be one that is questioned over time. It really will be. So I, I, it's interesting to me in kind of going through, listening to a lot of the stuff yesterday, and I didn't listen to just the Broncos. I listened to a lot of guys chatting yesterday. It's, it's all very interesting. The There was such a theme of measurables. From who? Just from 
general managers. Well, that's that. That's what they're conditioned to look at. Uh, uh, the easy thing. It's hard to really right. It's really hard to find out if a guy has a fast processor. Because, well, of course it is because the college game is so different than the NFL game. And are you talking to the right people right. about that particular quarterback? And are they telling you the truth? I mean, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick couldn't be any closer. I'm sure Saban went out of his way to tell Belichick how great Mac Jones was. And Mac Jones was very good in his rookie season. So good, in fact, he was a pro bowler. But how did it all work out in the end? No question. But the larger point to me in just listening to this is the danger of falling for measurables. It happens every year. And it happens all the time. And that's why, and and, and obviously, you you look at the first round, and the swings and the misses are so egregious because it's the first round and everything's magnified by the first round. But I get it. You're seeing so much of the measurables and teams and GMs and scouts and coaches. I don't know. I think it's easily, it's easy to see how susceptible you can be to measurables when guys are rope are, are are blazing out four two six forties or repping thirty five reps at two twenty five or they're you know thirty five thirty eight inches in the all of these measurables none of which and you have pointed this out none of which really equates to virtually anything that you do in pads playing a football game. I'm sure that what I'm about to say, guys who have played this position are going to come after me. Okay? <laughs> we'll protect you. And I am not trying protection. I am not trying to suggest these guys are dumb. I'm not trying to suggest that they don't have a high football IQ. I'm not trying to suggest that they don't work hard. But generally speaking, maybe I'm being naive about saying this. Compared to the quarterback position, you really don't need to have a high football IQ to be a pass rusher. No. You need great measurables. Yes. You need great heart. You need great desire. You need great work ethic. All of those things. You need to have a football IQ, but nothing compared to what a quarterback needs. Nothing compared to really any position when you compare it to the quarterback position. Running back position, what do you need? You need to be able to, I suppose, find a hole. Yeah, that actually probably... Tests you a little bit more than others because you got to find the right hole to go through, right? Right. But so, so, but sometimes you're just seeing it. No, you're right. And you have to process it, you know, I suppose relatively quickly. But quarterback is a very different position in that area. Coming up after the break, uh, George Payton and the rest of the contingent said they were going to meet with J.J. McCarthy yesterday. That's a good thing, right? Really good thing. I guess. Question is, Do you think he's going to be a top 10 pick with everything that you are reading? But I want to also continue on something that Sean said about something that you and I talked about months ago. He brought up the transfer portal Mm -hmm. on how that might affect his decision on who he drafts. Why would he say something like that? That's next. Make you glad you came. The sun goes down, the stars come out. And all that counts is here and now. My universe will never. 
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday, there's a restaurant equipment auction for baker's ovens, rage ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you want to have the best-looking truck or 4x4 on the block, you need to go to High Country Performance 4x4. Only use the top brands to do rebuilds, seasonal inspections, custom fabrication, and more. If you're a DIYer, no problem. When you walk into the retail store, best product as well. They are one-stop shopping. They do everything. I have seen their work behind the scenes, and I got to tell you something. It is impressive. It's like a science lab, the way they do things with computers and making your 4 by 4 just so stinking cool and something that you can really take in deep into the backcountry, like putting a tent on top of your 4 by 4 or your truck. Super cool stuff. Go check them out online or in Inglewood. Online, hcp4x4.com, hcp4x4.com. They've been building cool stuff since 1980. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by High Country Performance 4x4 in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything 4x4s and trucks. High Country Performance 4x4, building cool shit since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. George Payton said the Broncos contingent was planning on meeting with J.J. McCarthy last night. It's becoming pretty clear McCarthy is coveted by many more NFL teams than people believe because, like you and I, you and I have watched Michigan play quite a bit. And you look at McCarthy, you're like, yeah, I don't know what everybody's so impressed about. But apparently NFL teams are. Actually, that is the complete opposite of what we just talked about in the last segment. Measurables. Does he look like he has a big arm? Eh. Did he put up big numbers at Michigan? No. But NFL teams clearly see something. Do you think he is going to be a top 10 pick? Or do you think it's way too early for these mock drafters and they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. I think he could be a top 11 pick with Minnesota picking at number 11, depending on... They're going to trade up. If they don't bring back Cousins, he is a top 10 pick. And I'm That's not... Ex- I, I, am I not, think. I am not a guy who really follows mock drafts. But a lot of guys that do talk to scouts, talk to executives. They get a feeling that a lot of NFL teams really covet this guy. This is not an accident that he is suddenly in the top 10. Where he's going, that's debatable. Right. But but I think that the concrete has been poured, and I think it is starting to set that he will be the fourth quarterback off the board. And well, many, he will be the fourth quarterback and, off the board. And many now believe there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the top 10, even though Knicks and Penix had better numbers with that the value of quarterbacks is always inflated always period and as such and i don't find and these guys may all be great but the rule will still apply i mean let's look at if we're going to go back to what sean payton said which essentially was i feel good about us drafting a player slash a quarterback because we're good at it and other people are not. 
let's look at, and we already talked about Sean Payton's history. Not much there in terms of drafting a quarterback. Now let's look at George Payton. He was there when the Vikings drafted Teddy Bridgewater. He was okay, but he was also there when they drafted Christian Ponder. How did that work out? Now, he didn't make the final decision, but he was on the clock with the Vikings when Spielman made that pick. Another thing Sean Payton addressed yesterday, and I found this was interesting because you and I talked about this exact thing about a couple of months ago when it comes to looking at players in the draft. This is what he said. The draft is a little more challenging with the transfer portal. I was thinking to myself how many times when I was in school, I would have loved to have jumped into the portal when I was upset, disappointed, mad, whatever. Those traits still exist. And I think those are important traits when we are visiting with these young athletes. I think you can make the case, and this is what we made, you know, a couple of months ago. When you are getting a guy in the transfer portal, why are you getting him? Is it because he's not getting enough NIL money? Is it because he's not getting enough playing time? Is it because he's not getting on on well with the coaching staff? Yada, yada, yada. Bottom line is a lot of guys outside of NIL are going into the transfer portal because they are dealing with adversity and they want the easy way out and they want to leave. Right? Yeah. So I I think that when you are dealing with transfer portal guys, you really have to find out why are they quitters and they want to move someplace else because they just can't handle it. And oh, by the way, that leads us into Bo Nix, who went into the transfer portal. Penix, who went into the transfer portal. Why did they? Did they quit? Were they not able to deal with adversity, or was it something else? It's a fair question, and it's one that obviously is on the mind of Sean Payton. And that's, to me, that is a brilliant way to evaluate a player and a quarterback, because you are digging deep deep into somebody's psyche why did they leave i mean if i'm sitting across the table from bo nix or michael Penix, and i'm sean payton and the question here let's pretend you're payton i'll be nix i'm gonna give you two different answers i'll give you one answer so you're interviewing me about the transfer portal just fire a question my way bo i know you had some injury issues at auburn but why did you leave auburn for oregon because I didn't feel my coaching staff was going to give me a chance to play. I felt I was better than those guys. And I'm thinking, you know what? If you don't want me, I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. Now, with that answer, are you considering drafting me 100% or does that answer give you pause? If I'm Sean Payton, it gives me pause. Bingo. And good for him for recognizing that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are there legitimate reasons for... The transfer portal there is there for a reason. We can sit and argue about it all day or debate it all day long about whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Um, What if the answer is, well, there are other guys making more money in the NIL and I wanted to make more money at Washington or I wanted to make more money at Indiana. That's another red flag. I'm only in it for the money. I'm only in it for me. And when my contract is up, I have no loyalty to you, which in some ways players should have loyalty to the money. I totally get that. But at that young of an age, it's only going to manifest itself into being something that's even bigger. It's not about team. 
It's about what's best for me and me only. True. Now, Auburn, the situation with Bo Nix and Auburn was kind of interesting because he had been a three-year starter there. He graduated early um, and was in a program that had a lot of coaching changes and he opted for a place where he felt it would probably give him a better path to the NFL. Everybody has a different story. It's whether or not that story resonates with the particular team coach or general manager that is interviewing them at the time. If the player says they changed out their coaching staff and they preferred a running quarterback over a passing quarterback, I was playing in a pro-style offense, and now the new coach, or they just wanted to change it Mm -hmm. to where it's all RPO, then I can see a guy wanting to transfer. I feel I'm more of a pocket quarterback. Sure. I think any NFL coach would be like, man, I want this guy. The guy said, I'm willing to run RPO, but I don't want it to be. The, that's not the majority of my game. That My game doesn't fit what they want to do. That would resonate more with me. Yeah, it's a, a bit of a, I, the transfer portal is another dimension that has been added to the process of evaluation. What does it mean? What does it reflect about the player? Um, what were the reasons for departure? Uh, was this was this the type of thing where he was, you know, deserting his guys in the program that he left? Were there legitimate reasons, understandable reasons for him going to another program? And it's and of course it's it's. Um, accentuated even more at the quarterback position because that's such a position of leadership. It is a period. Whether you are an overt leader in the demonstrative way of, you know, rah, rah, let's go, or a quiet leader of example, a quarterback is expected to lead in some shape or fashion. What kind of skills do they bring to the table in that regard? I think that's huge in any sort of process of figuring out what you like or don't like about a player. Either you're born to lead or you're not. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's something that can necessarily be developed because if you're trying to be coached to be a leader, it's going to come off as being fake. Yeah. When we talk about measurables, strong arm, tall, you know, all that stuff, fast, that's God-given talent. But people forget what what you have from the neck up mm-hmm. is God-given talent as well. I am amazed, you know, as I'm getting older and I'm watching other people out there who are incredibly talented in their fields. Now, I'll go way, 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 way back. Let's look at a guy who was born with great talent that was just natural. You're going to think I'm nuts when I go back this far. Mozart. How in the world is this kid playing piano at three years old? Top-rated quarterback out of Austria. <laughs> what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it's amazing. All, right. of, all of us are born with certain talents, <laughs> sure. and either you have it or you don't. Right. Yes, you can be coached, but only to a certain level. You look at Peyton Manning around his father Archie, Eli around his father Archie. Yes, they learned the quarterback position growing up. 
but you have to have the ability to be a sponge to digest it, understand it, and then perform it. Mm -hmm. They were born with the ability to do that. They didn't become great quarterbacks necessarily because their dad was a great quarterback. And oh, by the way, their dad played the position very differently than than his sure, boys. Different did. era. Right. They're, but a damn good quarterback. They were put in a position mm -hmm. where they were able to learn at the feet of their father, who was an NFL quarterback. Same thing with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan learned a lot from his father but he also has an innate ability to absorb, digest, recreate something potentially better. You are given that ability at birth. It's not something that can be just fully coached. You can't just understand it. I mean, how many doctors have sons or daughters that are doctors because of them? You have to be able to understand biology and chemistry like that yeah. along with other things. We are all given different abilities. And it's the same thing for a quarterback being able to process, being able to take in a play and then spit it out. I found that interesting that I think it was Sean that said getting the play out quickly. Yes. He was directly talking about Russell Wilson. No question about it. And and really, what is a harder thing to do in all of sports than what a quarterback is asked to do? You can make the case. You can make the case playing the position of quarterback at a very high level is one of the toughest professions in all careers. Yeah, I think so. Because you need so many different things. You need to have the measurables in a lot of different ways. You need to have the processor. If you want to be a doctor, you don't need great physical skills. The quarterback position, you do. If you want to be a great president, you don't need great physical skills. Look at the two guys running right now. You you need to have it from the neck up. You need to have a combination at quarterback. Coming up after the break, George Payton says he has high grades on players between 12 and 15 different players. Huh, Broncos are picking 12. Hmm. Why in the world do they want to trade back to get a non-elite player that is not on their board as elite. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, restaurant equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, ice machines, dining room furniture, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get uh, information about upcoming auctions, and there are a lot of them coming up. We don't talk about them on the show every day. RollerAuctions.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. 
Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. George Payton says the team has high grades on at least 12 to 15 players. It's a good thing it's 12 to 15 players and not 8 to 10 players because they have the 12th pick in the draft. So if the Broncos are picking at 12, wouldn't it make sense to get one of those elite players instead of thinning out the pancake batter to get a couple of more picks? Yeah, just becomes a question of whether you want more just in terms of number of picks. What do they have, six now? Right. The George Uh, Payton way is trying to get more picks. Right. The Sean Payton way is... I'm going to take my guy at 12 because I feel he's elite. That's the history of Sean and George. And they may very well stay there and add picks by trading players. Who knows, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that that they can do uh, between now and the draft to supplement numbers of picks. I think it's clear that they do need picks. Their depth is a challenge. Um, How do we even know? They barely used it last year. Well, and I say that jokingly. Well, you've got Because good... they were healthy. Yeah. Didn't play. And they probably didn't play young players as much as one would have thought. But well, that's yeah, like, okay. You mean like their <clears throat> draft class? Outside I mean, they're of talking Mims? About, they're talking about Riley Moss as a guy that could start next year opposite Hope of so. Pat Sertan. Well, that's a big deal. Hopefully, I, he, he can. And and how much did he play the corner spot last year? I was thinking about something it's else. It's like you know, dude, you're there. I mean, why why isn't he getting some reps? I was thinking something else about the draft. So the the uh, Broncos are going to be meeting with Bo Nix and Michael Penix today, according mm-hmm. to reports. They met with JJ McCarthy yesterday. Yeah. Think about think about the pressure that you have as a GM, as a coach, as a franchise. Picking a guy in the first round, each interview is 18 minutes. That's it. That is speed dating. That is like saying, I know from from a man's point of view, I know what she looks like. I know that she has a good job. And I have 18 minutes to decide on whether or not I want to marry her. Now, yes, some of these guys are going to come in, and I get it but it's essentially speed dating with high financial risk. Yeah, which is remarkable that that's the way this thing plays out, right? So maybe you have to look at the measurables a little bit more. How much are you going to find out in 18 minutes how quick a guy's processor is? You're probably not. Now, granted, you can bring these guys in later. Yeah, you can do it. There are other times that you can communicate, and I'm sure that they have some form of video test that they can just at least get a an idea of. The game is so different I at hear the college you. level. Right. And you know what? I'm dumbing it down and making it sound is really awful that you have to make a decision in 18 minutes, and you don't. No, you really don't. However, when these guys come to your facility, you get less than a day. It's the same concept. You have to hand somebody an engagement ring after one date but it's still, and then say here's a ton of money but it still falls into the category of there's nothing as strong as a first impression a first impression can be made in 18 minutes yeah but you know what the problem is how would you like to have gone on a date with somebody knowing she was well coached 
to give all the right answers. I'm guessing that when you talk about mail-in brides from other countries, they're pretty well coached on what to say. Well, it dep- and if they're not, they're not it, very smart. I mean, I guess it depends on what you're saying to them and what you're asking them. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never been in that kind of situation. Well, but but we know these guys are mm-hmm. coached. They know they have a good idea on what the questions are. Now, I think it was George or Sean or maybe another executive that said, "When you really find out about somebody, is when you take them out for dinner because then." their guard is down Mm -hmm. a little bit because it's a more relaxed atmosphere. It's not in a conference room where there's a bunch of people around. And you can catch them with a question after some easy conversation that might catch them a little bit. You're looking for anything that you can to see how he is going to react to a difficult decision if i am and i know you probably can't do this because you have guys who are underage you know who's the best evaluator of talent or should be Hmm. guy by the name of jack daniels just give that guy a couple of shots and let the truth serum take its course and then get the honest answers that's an interesting point of view don't you think people tend to be more truthful People tend to be more open and honest. It's called truth serum for a reason, right? If I was... I would want I would want each of those recruits at dinner to have a couple of drinks in them. Yeah, I wouldn't... If I was one of those quarterbacks, I wouldn't touch the stuff, and I'll guarantee you 100% of them are doing that. Why in the world would you even accept a drink, even if it was offered oh, to I'd you? Be, I'd be willing to bet more guys accept drinks than don't. Hmm, uh, that's not a very smart way of doing things, I don't think. We're talking about essentially graduated teenagers. I think that they probably would. Mm-hmm. If everybody at the table is having a cocktail, I think one of those guys, many of those guys would partake. Hey, Jack, come on over. I would have been a bad top recruit, which I was anyway. I was barely even a recruit. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed it? We'll get into the Avs' performance last night in a big division game against the Stars and also discuss CSU's crushing loss to Nevada and Kansas going down on their home floor. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, smileysports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auction's Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Monday, restaurant equipment auction for baker's ovens, range ovens, countertop and floor mixers, ice machines, and more. 
Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at TheMckenzieFirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, guys, just in case you missed it, Avs were impressive last night, cruising to a 5-1 win over the Dallas Stars at Ball Arena. Uh, McKinnon scored his 35th of the year, Rantanen tallied his 31st goal, and Alexander Georgiev improved to 4-1 in his last five starts. He's got a 9-17 save percentage in that span. Avs now 3-0 against Dallas this season and trail the Stars by two points with the game in hand. Uh, your takeaways from the Avs' win last night? Um, Winnipeg still is like... Two, two or three games in hand, I think. Something like that over uh, the Avs. So that are now within five points of the lead in the Western Conference. Vancouver lost last night as well. I think the Val factor is going to be huge for their team. I don't know if it was emotionally already. That was a team that was playing at a very high level last night, save for the first 60 seconds. Uh, then after that, was absolutely fantastic. And Eric... To a point that you bring up a lot, they got third and fourth line scoring last night, too. Yeah. Fourth line in particular. So that was the type of performance you love having if you're Jared Bednar. For as much as the Avs have struggled recently, before the Dallas game, they had lost seven of their previous ten, and they have the fourth-best record right now in the Western Conference. They're in third place in the Central. Only Vancouver is better in the Pacific. They have the most points, but then the next three teams are Winnipeg, Dallas, and again, the Avalanche. Winnipeg does have three games in hand. Three games in hand. That that is a very significant deal. However, Nechuchkin coming back, let's see where this team goes. For as much as they have struggled, they are still in an excellent position right now. They have found a way to weather the storm with their sights on the ability to win the division still. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. You want to redesign your entire kitchen. They have a staff that can help you do that. You want something at extra low pricing, go to their clearance center in Denver. Mountain High Appliance, find their clearance center in Denver, or you can find them in, oh, let's see. You can find them in Louisville and Littleton. They've been there for a long time. Yep. Very long time. All right, coming up after the break, Sean Payton went Sean Payton. You know, you expect them to say a lot of things that are not going to be controversial. But every once in a while, he says something. You're like, man, really? Did you just say that? Did you just pump your own tires? What did he say? That's next. That anything should happen. I know where I belong and nothing's going to happen. 